1: Bombus, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombus.com slash ACAST, code ACAST.
0: Real spoilers powered by ReviewSTL.com.
1: Warning the following film discussion will ruin the ending of any movie you haven't seen. Example Bruce Willis is dead at the end of The Sixth Sense. See how I ruined it for you? Just like that. Here are a few more. Uh, I am the father. You get it? Real spoilers. You've been warned.
0: Broadcasting from the lush but not lavish studios located in the basement of the O'Keefe Institute for Advanced Films Narcitude. This is real spoilers. Episode five sixty four. The zero percent project continues with the Corey Feldman Corey Haim classic, "License to Drive." <laughs> dream a little dream was Corey feldman in license to drive i thought that was just Corey Haim. yeah were they both in that i think they both were
1: it's both of them yeah i yeah. saw
0: it the last time i saw it, it i was in the theater like that's so. <laughs> wow cut me a little slack
2: yeah we're doing lost boys right what's that we're doing
0: lost boys that's what we're doing oh sure that's got zero percent on rotten tomatoes so uh let's go around the virtual table and everyone can introduce themselves this is Joe. This is Kevin. And this is Tom. Shameless plugs, because I forgot to do them last episode. Uh, don't forget, you can uh, get us wherever you get your podcast. While you're there, be sure and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Of course, uh, feel free to rate and review us. That always helps. And find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash real spoilers. Like the page. Join the group, which is called the League of Show Sharers. And if you would like to become a real-life League of Show Sharer, we would love to have you. Uh, the way you do that is just share an episode. People who were kind enough to share an episode last week. Lane Levanway, Brent Smith, Chris Williams, Gabriel Lugo, Tammy Sherman Powers, Aaron Marlowe, Susan Carlson, Glenn Cougar, Melon Brewer, Ron Johnson, oh, so good, <laughs> Tom Comiskey, Julianne Jordan, Chris Magic Man, Chris Sanders, Librarian Cynthia, Samuel Banks, Griffin Fox, Smith, Ralph Tribble, Carl Clarkson, Travis Tewitt, and Colby Max. So thank you for powering through the not box office report and or heartbeeps. <laughs> um, I guess if. If five,
2: I, I had a, I had a friend send me a message, send me a text, and said, "I'm going to start heartbeeps," and I was like, are, "Bold move." Have you not listened to that episode? And she was <laughs> like, "No, no, I wanted, I wanted to listen to the, I wanted to watch the movie first And then I got a text about ten minutes later. She said, "I gave up."
1: <laughs> I'll tell you what. I was like, "Well, all right." <laughs> if you thought heartbeeps was bad, boy, I would have something Ooh, for you. I, <laughs> I was yeah, longing yep. for the glory
0: days of heartbeeps. <laughs> Watching the movie, I swimming. would yeah.
1: A hundred percent, I would watch Heart Beeps again before I would ever, ever contemplate watching this movie. No. I, ever. And it's, weir- it's weird because, like, those two dudes together
2: were untouchable. They, well.
1: Uh, nah, yeah. No, they, they were. They were, though.
2: Like, in... And- when in their in their prime in their heyday, when you put Corey Haim and Corey Feldman in a movie together, it was guaranteed success.
1: Was it? Maybe for Tiger Beat Magazine, right? I, I well, think, I mean, yeah, but that's
2: who that's who it was going for. That's right. who It was not for those two they guys making, were
1: they weren't making good movies though. <laughs> well, no, of course not. But neither were the teen
2: actors of, of our generation. They weren't making good movies. They were making movies that appealed to that demographic.
1: Well, excuse me, Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter. <laughs> right. I rest my <laughs>
0: case. <laughs> the the uh, uh, this was
1: uh, yeah the the
0: teenage uh, actors from my generation were like Mickey Rooney, Judy Garland, <laughs> Kurt Russell. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, oh. um, but oh. Michael Landon. But were they? I like. What big movies were these guys in together? I mean, License to Drive, I guess, did okay. Um, yeah, Lost Boys and Lost Boys, but that was kind of the first one that paired
1: them up. But besides Lost, that wasn't like really a, a Corey two right. Corey's vehicle, though. Like they were no, no, it, they were just in it
2: together. Yeah, they were the comic they relief.
1: They
0: weren't the focal point of the yeah. film. But outside of that, movies that they made together, like what
1: what was the big hit? I've got to say, it's probably National Lampoon's last resort.
2: Ooh. So, okay. So, wait. So that was 94?
1: Yeah, 1994. So, Dream a Little Dream 2 is 95 how crazy is that like I never (laughs) even have heard maybe I forgot it but I've never even heard of this National Lampoon's last resort movie and yeah that was a year before the sequel which we're not even going to get into the sequel maybe (laughs) and Joe and I will touch upon it at the end but we both started the second (laughs) movie because yes this movie got a sequel and you will be shocked once we start talking about this one but they made a straight to VHS sequel and oh my God
0: (laughs) It, yeah, My I, guess I, is National Lampoon's Last
1: Resort was probably also direct-to-video. Oh, probably. Y- yeah, I would say that's probably a safe bet.
2: What was the... So, wait. So, L- National Lampoon kind of went away for a while, and then they were doing those direct-to-DVD or direct-to-VHS movies. Was it Van Wilder? Is Van Wilder the one that got them back into theaters?
1: Um, well, that was surely the best one since the old Animal House days. Yeah, yeah it probably was. True. And then
2: they went away again.
1: Yeah, because then they started trying to do all, you know, they went back into their terrible, you know, terrible stuff. But like Van Wilder, that was like, oh, my God, that was that was the best thing to come out of there in, in years. So good. Oh, yeah, I just so watched good. it again. I mean, it's crazy. Like, I forgot some of the stuff that was in that movie. Uh, oh, yeah. It's definitely of its time. But, uh, yeah, I mean it's it's so crazy now to see uh cal Penn and like how stereotypical of a character like oh. cause we all know how cal Penn talks now and like he can be <laughs> you know he's a good actor he can be in serious stuff and he doesn't they, have an accent they literally cast him like it's it's probably his first movie or one of them and he is playing the stereotypical most offensive indian stereotype it's crazy So when I Google
0: Corey Haim, Corey Feldman movies, it brings Mm -hmm. up the following. So this is off Google, because it's hard to do an IMDb and cross-reference it. So this is what Google shows me. It shows me Lost Boys in 87, Mm -hmm. License to Drive in 88, which I looked up. It made $22 million on an $8 million budget. So, I mean, it's It's a a big hit. It's a moderate hit. Um, Uh, Okay. Okay. I mean, <laughs> twenty two million on eight million. That, like, that's. I feel like in nineteen eighty-eight. Yeah, like that seems. To, you know. Okay. Yeah. Um. I mean, it's a hit, but not. I mean, it never justified a sequel. You know. Um. Neither did this one. <laughs> but it got one. That's my point. It from did a, get one yeah. from a business <laughs> standpoint. It got it, but so. Uh. So then in eighty nine you get Dream a Little Dream, and that seems oh, wow. That seems to have killed it. Because then I don't see anything again until National Lampoon's Last Resort in 94, and then Dream a Little Dream 2 in 95, and then um, a movie called Busted in 97, Um, and then uh, from there you get uh, Dickie Roberts... Former child star, which were probably just cameo punchlines. It's not an actual. No, oh, probably. I mean? Yeah. And then yeah, after sure. that, you get nothing until shortly before Corey Hames death when they made the, the two uh, Lost Boys straight to video sequels.
2: Oh, yeah, and man.
0: That's so weird.
2: I guess I just felt like they were just part. Maybe they were just part of culture.
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel like they were
2: always together. They did those assume that they made a bunch of movies together. They
0: did those three movies back to back pretty, pretty quickly. And they, you know, obviously Lost Boys was huge. License to Drive. Okay. Dream a little dream bed. And then (laughs) and then it was pretty much over, it looks like. And so I think they're just it's an easy thing to remember because they both have the name Corey and. And I th- and I feel I like
2: guess I, I guess I felt like they were just so synonymous with each other.
0: Well, I think they were friends in real life, so they probably were yeah. showing up in media appearances and gossip columns and stuff like that together a lot. But they really they, they had their own reality show. Do you remember? Yeah, called the Two They did, Yeah, yeah. And and I think was that was that, was
2: that Haim trying to get sober?
0: Uh, I forget oh. what it was about, but I I I definitely got the vibe that it was. Corey Feldman trying to keep Corey Haim busy in order to get him clean. You know what I mean? Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah. Because, I mean, Corey Haim was, was always struggling. I mean, obviously, Feldman's had his struggles, too. But, sure, um, sure. Uh, but, yeah, so it's I, – like, I don't think these guys were as big of a deal, at, at least at, from a box office standpoint, as you might yeah, think. Yeah,
1: it's just that it, – you're, you're right. It's, it's just, they were ingrained in pop culture, the two Corys thing. They went hand in hand. Um, yeah, it's, it's really strange that you remember them one way, and then you go back and watch a movie like this that they're both in, and you're just like, what? Like, this movie yeah. is mind boggling. I'm almost like, I have a lot to say, but then I'm almost at a loss for words because it's just, <laughs> it's so confusing how anyone thought this was a good idea. This was a two hour long movie.
2: I did not realize that until I was an hour and a half in, and I was like, what we're not close to a resolution. How much longer does this have?" I was like, "Oh my God, it's got 45 minutes left.
1: This yeah. is a mess. This is a complete mess of a movie. It's two hours long. and also like the people that it has in it, like Jason Robards, uh, Piper Laurie, Harry Dean Stanton, it violates yeah. <laughs> it violates the Walsh Stanton rule. Like he's in this movie and it's a big steaming piece of garbage. Like it totally throws that whole thing out the window. Like yeah. it's just yeah, crazy. Like, I mean, s- and, and he's hardly in it. But like when he is, you're like, yeah, it's Harry Dean Stanton like trying to. He does. He, he does come on
2: screen. And I was like,
1: oh, cool, cool, oh.
2: All right. Well He shows gonna... up
1: like you see him walking at the beginning. He has <laughs> one little interaction with the wife that I can still hardly understand. And then uh, has... you mean the fact that she's cheating on him? Yeah, like they don't ever And that's never referenced yes, ever again. They don't... They don't ever address it. It never comes up. There's no resolution. They're best friends. Happy days. We're all good at the end. You know, um, and then he has one other scene where he's talking to Corey Feldman, you know, out in front of his house or whatever. Like he's in such small little roles where, you know, I was hoping we were going to get at least more of him to, to do something, but nope,
2: nope, no, no, we we got none of it.
1: Some of the
0: other 0% project stuff we've done, heartbeat, staying alive, mega forest, like, like, they're misguided, but they're they're
1: functionally watchable. And I was I was completely entertained by Staying Alive and Heartbeeps. As bad as Heartbeeps was, I found a lot of fun things to to poke at during the movie. Yeah, would, this was like
0: honestly, like short of just going into like amateur filmmaking. I don't know that I yeah. I've yeah. ever seen a major. Studio release Starring name actors That is just
1: this Bad i mean It's just like
2: it's uh,
0: There are large
1: katie I said i said is this someone's film School project yeah
0: There (laughs) are large stretches of dial I mean first off we'll get into the story that Makes little if any sense But like there are like I feel like they Thought because Corey hame and cory Feldman were friends that they would have this instant rapport and in chemistry on screen, and that they could riff their dialogue, and wouldn't that be fun? Because there are large portions of this movie that feel as if they are legit making it up on the spot.
2: Yeah.
1: Spoiler yeah. Well, alert, you said that it you was said, not fun. You,
2: yeah. Yeah, you said that and I was like, "Oh, it won't be that bad." And then I sat down last night and I was like, "Oh, Christ, it's that bad." I mean, there are like, scenes it's...
0: where they're just rambling about
2: yep. nothing. Yep. And I do think I will say I do think that they they do have a rapport. But for whatever reason in License to Drive and in uh Lost Boys, like it's there, but for whatever reason in this one, I don't know if they had already, you know, I, I I'm gonna assume that they've already started uh dealing with their own demons oh, at, the, they're, at this point they're in nineteen eighty eight.
0: Massively coked up and on heroin while making this movie.
2: You can tell. Yeah. Like there's a there's there's a switch between license to drive and lost boys and those two guys and this movie, and you can feel it. And yeah. it is you're right. That I, I I thought that probably that was the case is that they were both stoned out of their minds. It is interesting. And it comes across. There's it not, comes across.
0: There's not much ab- online about, like, the making of this film. Um, and I would really be interested to know if th- some of the problems of the film structurally was them trying to edit around
1: them being too high to work. Oh, maybe. Oh, yeah. The, without a doubt. I mean, when you see those those rough cuts between just just regular s- s- like lines of dialogue when Corey Haim is sitting in a car and it flashes to white in between black single yeah, that of was dialogue. So weird. It, it was Pete, black no you, are you talking about the scene at the end of the movie i'm talking about when he's sitting in the car and he's just talking to himself and he says one line of dialogue flash to white one line of dialogue it flashes to black
0: i thought it was black too yeah was that one black I'm almost positive it was flashing to black because I because in fact I am positive because I thought like we lost the feed on the video or something because that's went what black. I thought too. Oh. And I was the other like, oh, one's man, white ca- then the okay the yeah I was like oh then.
2: but there's oh, a shucks the movie yeah. cut out I don't have yeah, to watch anymore there's a
0: scene towards the end where where Corey Haim is sitting in a In a a car and he's just Talking to himself and he'll say A line and then it fades to black and Then it pops back up but he says another line None of the lines are related to each other Like he's not (laughs) and he's not Offering any like exposition Or moving the story along. He's literally just saying random things To himself and I'm like I'm like my and I watched it With my wife who like aggressively Hated this movie she had Never seen it and she was just like She's like I want to punch this movie in
1: the d-. and oh everybody <laughs> that that watches this movie should aggressively hate it like yeah. this movie yeah. if it weren't it's, for this this is an unwatchable movie. Yeah, I it, never yeah. I would never watch this if and, I didn't have to.
0: Which and she even asked she's like why does it keep fading the black especially cuz it's a it's a it's a it's a technique that they have not used up to this point in the film. <laughs> and they're and true. you're an hour and 45 minutes into an hour and 55 minute <laughs> movie and they're doing it. And I was like my guess is there's literally 45 minutes of footage of him doing this and they just I think you're right. and that was the only way
1: they could hide you know the edit. It was yeah, awful. Yeah, no, that's that's exactly what it is. He couldn't he couldn't get a coherent monologue you know four or five lines of dialogue he could not just do that and have it make sense he basically sat there and rambled a bunch of random lines and they cut together in the most abrupt way possible they did, they did as
2: best they could yeah four or I guess. five of those
1: lines i mean it's it's what, awful <laughs>
2: what we haven't even mentioned yet this is a body switch movie yeah which i were. had no i had no idea so all when when they get to the switch i'm just like wait what wait yeah, so they're, they're trying
1: to they're <laughs> trying to coast on all the popularity of the body switch movies of the eighties, right? So there yeah, were like yeah. four or five body switch movies, and this one was taking the teen, you know, the teen approach for like a teen comedy body switch, um, except for it's creepy as hell and it's an old man like getting it on with an underage girl, but right because that's what's happening.
2: I mean, yeah, and I guess their way around that is that the, okay, so here's the problem. Here's here's the breakdown. Real quick, Corey Haim Corey Feldman are, I guess, street-tough punk kids?
0: I don't even I, think I, they're I that. Quotes, I use air quotes with that. I think they're just kids in
1: high school.
2: You think they're just, they're just burnouts, I guess? I think
1: they're the lovable losers.
2: Yeah, I it? guess. So they keep cutting through this guy. Anyway, keep cutting through this guy's lawn. Obviously, the old man doesn't like it. Uh, He's
1: Mr. Wilson from Dennis the Menace.
2: He is Mr. Wilson from um, Dennis the Menace. So basically, this old man and... They're getting older, and his—I guess—his wife has had enough of his weird
0: um, hippy dippy. Yeah, he's very like kind of hippy dippy, like very hippy like dippy, new agey. So I thought, I thought they were saying
2: that he was senile. Like I that's where I that's, thought we were going with this, and that's what his idea was.
1: When Harry Dean Stanton comes in and kisses this dude's wife, I'm like. I'm like, he's has dementia or something. She's moved on to a new relationship, but like, you know, right. she's still there for him trying to help him and they're married, but like, you know, she's with Harry Dean Stanton. But right. no, like no. this guy basically <laughs> is just dedicated to his work. He doesn't pay any attention to her. And this is basically like I mean, it's like a Christmas carol. Like he's like Scrooge and he's gonna go. He's going to be visited by these ghosts and they're going to teach him at the end of the day that like he needs to pay attention to his wife and live life. Like that's that's all this movie is doing. It's very simplistic and they go about it the most complex convoluted (laughs) and crazy way you could ever imagine doing it.
2: He has devised this like yoga routine where he will uh, somehow implant the consciousness of himself and his wife into two younger bodies. Yes. Or or like, take their consciousness out of the real world and live in the dream world? Sure. <laughs> I don't know. Are you... They, so anyway, hang on, uh,
0: hang on, hang on. Are you... Are, is this kind of what you're guessing? Or was that said and I totally missed it? This is... No, that's what I'm guessing. Oh, okay. Because I was just like... I never understood, like, when they go into the backyard and do yoga, and I'm just like, what are... What do, what is this supposed to be accomplishing or doing? I, so
2: I initially thought that like the idea was because he says he's like I want to live with you forever, right? And he, their bodies are failing; they're getting older, and he has figured out this way to like live in the dream world.
1: Yes, and that way they
2: don't age.
1: Exactly. It's it's so it's, it's just a made up like this is not based on any kind of proven whatever. They've made up this theory. It's it's just like. Technical gobbledygook, you know, like if yeah. we go into the alpha dream state, then we can do this and fiddle faddle, blah blah blah. Like it, it, it's garbage. We'll never
2: age. We'll we'll live forever. Yeah. So they they're doing this whole thing. They they and then all of a sudden, here comes Corey Feldman and his crew, and they bump into him, and all of a sudden, the old man has been transposed into Corey Feldman's body, which I was like, okay, body switch movie. Not a problem. Yeah, and I, can, it's so I can get behind. Weird. Like
0: I remember when this movie came out. Like they, th- they thought they had. They pushed the hell out of this movie. I mean, there was stuff for it everywhere, and and I had until I watched it yesterday, no idea that this was
1: a body swap movie.
2: <laughs> That's what I just said. That's what I told Kevin. <laughs> did None. you see?
1: Like, <laughs> did you read? Did you read about it? That in the trailer they don't show anything about body swap. No, I didn't. They mark. They did not market this as a body swap movie. So people thought it was just a teen comedy. And then some people were like, oh yeah, two-time Oscar winner Jason Robards is in this movie. Like, for two (laughs) minutes. Like, they completely tried to bait and switch people on this movie uh, well and that might have
0: might have been because i think it came at the tail end of a lot of body swap comedies there was like in this same time frame you get big you get uh which i I think everybody knows big is the tom hanks one and then you had um like father like son which was the judge Reinhold kirk cameron one i believe and then vice versa vice versa maybe vice versa was the judge reinhold one and then like father like I don't, i'm getting them mixed up but then there was 18 again which was the george burns john crier
2: one i think and did they remake that with zach efron and matthew perry they made one yeah, called 17
0: again
1: unrelated as, oh okay yeah got it it got was got it. uh that's uh george burns and charlie schlatter Oh okay,
0: I just he I in my head. It's always John Crier in that movie. I don't know why, but <laughs> but um uh but the but, so the but there were like a lot of these body swap comedies in the in like yeah. eighty eight eighty nine, and so they they might have just figured that they were going to that well, you know that people would oh, just yeah, be sure. like, I've seen
1: it, you know, but but this I, is a, I wish I, I wish is... I
0: hadn't seen it
1: you know the thing is a lot of those movies though at least they have somewhat of a simplistic premise like even if you know that you can't make a a wish on a zoltar machine and switch bodies you know that's made (laughs) up you know it's just a fun thing for a movie and you learn a valuable lesson but the fact that this movie thinks that it's so it's like so complex and they're gonna go into this super meditative alpha state and you're in this dream world and now we only have two days or else she'll be lost forever like what is this based on he there's no, there's no, I mean, you can make things up, but they don't even establish rules in their own world, right. except for just to say, right. don't go to sleep one more time or you'll lose her forever. But, like,
2: but oh. then they don't follow their rules. No.
1: Well, but we'll get no, to that. No, because the, yeah. Because yeah. Of, we'll yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so the, um, the, what's the Meredith Salinger, Schles- Salinger, what's her name? Salinger. Salinger. Um,
2: yep. Meredith Baxter Burney.
0: Yeah. And it um... <laughs> Who s- seems to have been cast solely for her ability to to look a certain way and work
1: out yep. clothes? You don't you don't yep. say. And uh...
2: I, you know, it's funny. Like when I when I saw her initially, I was like, oh, I get it. Like I get I get why I get like how this gal they thought this gal was gonna be the next like teen heartthrob. Like mm-hmm. I I understand. And then she opened her mouth, and I was like, oh. <laughs> we are in for but a she's, this is gonna be a long I, long go
0: I don't know that it's her fault in all honesty because I don't think it is Because no, I mean she not. was in what the journey of Natty Gann She was good in that And and I mean I really think that like this is just a turd of a movie And she was given nothing to work with And honestly I think this woman deserves an Oscar just for just for being able to gaze at Corey Feldman that lovingly like it's like I don't know how like she could look at him as if she was just enthralled the the
2: boyfriend that she had as as uh, stereotypical as he was what was the better looking option
1: well and what was Stere- weird, I mean, like stereotypical <laughs> this guy was a, a sociopathic nut job but not
0: until like the last 30 minutes like up at the beginning like he's just one of their friends and he's fine
1: yeah this is the <laughs> well no thing. he does he
2: does have flat he had flashes with her where he like when uh he tried to hook up with her and then she smacked him. Yeah, he was a little. he was like, he,
0: what? What happened? He was a little pushy. But it's also yeah. like, I mean, I'm giving the movie a, a little bit of latitude for when it was made. Like it was, you know what I mean? Like it was. it was. This movie is super problematic in, absolutely, in 2020. Absolutely. And so I, I, yeah. I, I wasn't sure if that was supposed to be a sign that he was a problem or a sign or just like that's how boys act acted and we were supposed to be okay with it you know what I'm saying in in 89 uh, probably a little bit of both in 89
1: you know he's a yeah. he's a jerk he's definitely a jerk the entire movie but yeah it goes off the rails at the end the The other weird thing they do with this movie so usually in your typical high school movie you have the lovable losers and then you have the bullies but then they throw this Joel character in who is their yeah. friend but also a bully like right it was really strange how they mix together those two tropes and they combine them but then still left the other tropes you know what I mean like I didn't yeah, get then there the... was
0: there was this other group of bullies who picked on them too yeah. and I'm just like who fits in where like I didn't it's a triangle <laughs> they don't they yeah, don't it's... know
1: yeah and like the bullies they don't know who are fits like, in where the bullies are mean to the bully friend but then also sometimes their bullies are mean to them and it's just this really weird dynamic that made it too convoluted but even our main characters are bullies like when they're when they're cutting through the
2: old man's lawn, they're like, "Eh, screw off, old man." Yeah, like, but they're not bullies; know,
1: they're they're punk teenagers. It's different. That's you I know? okay. That's fair. yeah. But not like, mean yeah. to other kids are like, they play it like
0: it's supposed to be cute, but then they also show you like <laughs> show show them like. Deliberately destroying his garden, so in like it's yeah, that's not cute. It's not just cutting <laughs> through the yard because it's like cutting through the yards, and there were the stones, and they could have stayed on the stones. And like, if they wanted them to be the good guys and him to be the crotchety old man, there's a, there's a way to to convey that. But like, they were also, yeah, yeah,
2: they were also, like, that's the that's the problem is when you want to when you want to make somebody. We've seen we've seen so many of these teen comedies. And I use that term very loosely right. with this movie, uh, where your lovable loser is just that—like he's just a he's a hapless loser, but he has characteristics that you're you're still rooting for him, right? Right, or her, whoever whoever it may be, Marty McFly. There is a no point in this movie where I am rooting for anybody.
0: Yeah, I was just rooting you know, for layover like, over. I, I was rooting for, rooting it for, it for the end. credits. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so they they do the body switch, and now he he figures out that. Um, he being the Corey Feldman, well, the old man in Corey Feldman's body, uh, which again, like given Corey Feldman today, maybe I should rephrase that. Um, there is, there's, uh, he, he realizes that the, the girl that he bumped into is probably the. Where his wife is, like his wife's consciousness is probably in her body. But
1: now crash into each other, right? Like they're they're both coming from separate angles, and they're both going to cut through the yard at the same time. The old people do yoga, and by them crashing into each other during this yoga ritual, they then swapped their bodies. And I took it that the old man was completely taking over Corey Feldman, but the girl was like. Only part of the old woman's consciousness, was right? In hers, like, like they she didn't. Could, know Well, the or whole consciousness remember. was there because she would have
2: moments where she would order, like she'd order something that the old woman would order, or she would like a song or a certain
1: thing. But like you they had, no. Like, that's what I'm saying. It's partial. It's the whole yeah, thing yeah, isn't yeah. there. If it's it, it, it's confusing
0: because Corey Feldman is completely aware that he's really Jason Robards, and right. and but but the but the girl has no idea that there
1: that she's has Piper Laurie inside of her. Like she so she's touching her mouth a certain way. She, she just has little she, characteristics. Yeah. But she thinks and acts as if she's just that girl.
0: Right. Right. Where
2: Cory yeah, Feldman the, the, is. The old woman's consciousness has not taken over.
0: Right. Where Corey Feldman is one hundred percent Jason Robarts. He's still quoting literature in a pretentious manner and uh, you know right. and and confused That's, by the ways of the teenager you know what i mean and Keep calling everybody
1: dude right it's so it's like it's it's messy it's just yeah. it's just it's so messy the way that they swap in these uneven ways and then whenever he, he goes to sleep as cory feldman which only happens a couple times because you know can't go to sleep freddie's gonna get you um, <laughs> i thought the they, same thing don't they, go to sleep yeah like when he goes to sleep then he's in the dream state and the actual bobby the cory feldman uh, consciousness is living in his dream state with the old lady that like doesn't know why or where she's there or whatever. She's like locked inside of his house, and then also is it the young girl's there too? Part of her consciousness? So are they like all, packing all up the f- house?
2: Yeah, all four are in this dream world. So the uh, the young girl and the old woman are in the house. Oh. Feldman and Jason Robards are outside the house, and like this is the, what I'm talking about is Robards is saying is like, let's just wake up and let's fix this. And and Corey Feldman's like, nah, dude, I like it here. Like we could just stay here. I'm cool right here. I, you know, I, I didn't really have anything going on out there. Anyway, you could just live my life as a young man. It's like, you're not the good guy here. Like let the old man get back to his life. He's like, nah, <laughs> nah, brah. Like you can, you're good. You're all right. But then he still and gives him advice
0: on how to fix it. So,
2: he won't tell him though he's like I'll give you a hint and that's it he never actually tells yeah. him
0: how to do it but like why give him a hint at all like it makes right. yeah. <laughs>
1: and, why would why would Corey Feldman this kid that just got into this old man's consciousness know how to fix it right I, I don't know yeah how would he know he's not the one that did this exp- like it is it's bizarre it's just bizarre. but somehow he
2: knows how to do well I guess he knows how to do the old yoga because the old man knows how to do it
1: I guess, but did the old man's consciousness go into his mind? Like it, it doesn't. There's ah, no. Yeah, it doesn't follow any rules. Like they didn't make up or establish any set of rules. Again, I don't care in a fantasy, sci-fi, whatever thing. If you're making up your own world and your rules and you follow them, and the you the the viewer can watch it and follow along, fine. But this movie is just like boom, crash, okay, you're in this body, you're kind of, you remember some things, but you can control things, and, and this was all real and not a dream, or was it, or what, you know, it's like, it's so strange to follow yeah, what actually yeah, is it, going on. When it
2: gets to the end, and I'm just like, wait, what? <laughs> Are, it, yeah. Was well, it a dream? Was well, it especially, not a, What's happening?
1: It, well, especially because of the made-up rules, so... Corey Feldman for whatever reason knows all these rules and he says, you can't go to sleep or else you'll lose her forever. And then, you know, we'll eventually get there. But I think (laughs) that there was, I think there was probably uh, a little bit of rush production to where it was like, well, there's a a scene at the beginning of the
0: movie where you see uh, Jason Robards and Piper Laurie in bed together and, and they're having a conversation. It's a pretty lengthy scene. And, there's no setup, but she talks like she's drunk. Uh, and I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. why is she talking like this? And then like four minutes later, you see them coming back from a restaurant entering the house and she's drunk. And I think that they like stack the scenes wrong or oh. they just decided like the information imparted and then scene makes more sense here. But they never referenced why she was drunk in bed, I mean, she's slurring her words as she's talking, and it was it don't you don't you make like, a
2: move, silly boy. Yeah, it was so like weird. Next, Ugh, oh, don't do that.
1: Oh, and the whole time that like everyone kept calling him a bad boy. Yeah, I was like, like, ew. Like, ew. Is, it was so weird. <laughs> the other thing I noticed too is that this movie, I would say for the first good hour of it, and maybe I just got used to it, and it continued to happen. I wouldn't doubt it. But like the editing, they would go to these short, tiny, like. 30 second clips and then just jump to another scene. Like they would, establish. no, no, they they would establish, they establish nothing in these scenes. They would like, they went all of a sudden the old guy and the old lady are on a date and they're in a montage of going on a date. And then they went to like the school at lockers and then they cut away (laughs) from the school. And it was like,
2: So so what they were doing in, in those scenes is when all of our characters were separate, they were trying to like, make it look like our characters were saying the same things. Does that make sense? Like uh, Jason Robards would say something and then they'd cut to Corey Feldman in high school. And Corey Feldman would mm-hmm. basically say this, say the same thing. Yeah. Like, that's what they were trying to do. And I was just like, like, I never we got that. this. That...
1: <laughs> it was a mess, especially before you knew, like, I wasn't going to watch this movie again. But when you're watching this for the first time and you're trying to follow what the hell they're doing through this editing, it's so confusing. And then, like, I get what you're saying. That was, like, in the very beginning when the old man is still testing his dream theories or whatever. Like, that's even yeah. before their bodies switch. Cause Corey Feldman's like, I had a weird dream of an old man. Like that was to show you the old man was actually able to tap into something, but not do it all the way. But the scenes I'm talking about are just like random scenes, like establishing scenes where they would just like jump to the school and they'd be at lockers and they wouldn't even like say anything. And then they'd jump back to the old people doing something random. Oh, then they would jump, sure, sure, sure. then they would jump back to the kids. Like they would just cut in this terrible fashion. Like they had so much footage and had no idea how to arrange it. It was bizarre.
2: Yeah, it was, it, there was, there's no rhyme or reason to their editing. Like, it was just, I don't know, man. It's like, horrible. I kind of, I kind of agree with Tom where it's just like, they had, I'm sure they had these scenes that they were both coked out of their heads and they were just trying, you know, the editors were just trying to salvage
1: something. I think you know, they like, were, Corey, Corey Ham didn't memorize lines. He would just show up and like try to get it like he would he would read that the the day's script the day of and like try to memorize what he could but like that's how he showed up to work and i can't imagine that wasn't hard on this production
2: uh no like marlon brando he ain't
1: yeah, yeah. i mean you know ate. like you know, <laughs>
0: <laughs> well and marlon and
1: luckily, I I mean, brando his... didn't
0: start doing that until he was like in his 50s
2: <laughs> well that's what i'm saying though like he had the brando you know you, you could okay like you you have marlon brando in your movie like right. that's the
1: that's yeah, the,
2: that's the that's the hook, right? Yeah. With Feldman or with Ham, you're just like, "Can you just read the lines like the night before or something for crying out loud?" I mean, luckily What year What year was Ninja Turtles? What year was it 89? The first movie? 90, 90.
1: It was after this.
2: Okay. Yeah. So so we're 2 years away from Feldman just giving up act, not acting but like just doing voice work. Because he's the I voice mean, of Donatello. He's,
1: yeah. yeah, he's fine in that. I mean, yeah. I love that movie. He's, he's <laughs> well fine. Because all I had to do was read.
2: Yeah, right. Feld Feldman, I feel like was the one that could act. Feld, well, maybe I'm wrong.
1: Feldman, I think Feldman, at least here, I mean, Feldman's doing something. At least, I mean, he's he's Feldman has to you know he's a kid he's pretty young in this movie and he has to act yeah. like an adult and do certain things but like, he doesn't I'm not saying like, he's good
0: yeah, yeah like that's the thing like he doesn't change his manual mannerisms at all when he's supposed to be jason robarts no, Robards. no. <laughs> right. like not yeah, in that's the problem any way shape or form and what's so weird is this comes at the end of a slate of body swap comedy so he's got other performances he could reference to see like this is how people do it and and he makes no attempt to 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 act older or like Jason Robards in any way shape or form
2: correct yeah it's you are right and like to your point where you're saying that like there are there's a precedent for body switch movies that like oh okay I can't act like Corey Feldman like I have to do you know uh face off is a great example where oh my god yeah you know like nicholas cage or john travolta is doing this insane performance and then cage is like all right man like i guess i'll match that yeah i guess like that's fine <laughs> but like you know he's not acting like john travolta like he's doing you know travolta's doing a cage and cage is doing a travolta like that was the the hook of that movie and man
1: and I'd say it's the other way around. I'd say Travolta had to do a Nicolas Cage That's what I'm... I'm sorry. I mean, that's what I meant. Yes. Travolta subdued. He's like an FBI agent or something. But right, yeah, right, right, right. But Cage is that's... insane. And then Travolta, <laughs> yeah. to his credit, like, I love that movie. And, you know, they went all out. They were, they were definitely all in on that movie. But, yeah, this yes. movie, it's... You're right. It's Corey Feldman being Corey Feldman. There's no attempt to even try. But... You know he had more to do. Haim is a side character in this movie, so right. he's barely not... in the movie. Yeah, he has he has some throwaway lines. He kind of chases after him. Uh, he broke his leg in real life, so that's why they had to write the cast and the crutch into the movie. Like that's oh, not supposed. Uh,
2: they, they, they pulled a Luke Skywalker then.
1: Yeah. So it's uh, it's you know, it's he's just kind of hobbling around saying like, oh, Bobby, you know, buh, buh, you know, just random lines. <laughs> but so it's not like he exactly had heavy lifting. This isn't, I, I would say, an example of his body of work here. But um, I don't know. Corey, so it, Corey, Haim I will say Corey Haim when he's a kid
2: like uh, Silver Bullet um, and some it's like when he's by himself and he when he was younger, he was he was good. Like, he was a believable kid. You, you liked him. Like, he wasn't, like, a, a little jerk kid like maybe, you know, McCulloch Culkin kind of is. Like, Kevin McAllister isn't the most likable kid if you go back and rewatch those movies. Uh, but he was, he was a good child actor. And, you know, there was – this was – I feel like this is the beginning of when Hollywood would chew those kids up. And spit them out. Uh, I wasn't the beginning. And
0: was, like that had been going on for maybe years. Maybe it was maybe it was the you.
2: maybe it was the beginning of like us knowing about it. Yeah,
0: does that make sense? Yes, that makes way more sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: And you know, like the the I feel like the 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 horrors of child acting starts with these two, and of, of us of of the public finding out what they were doing to these kids. Where it's just like you just make you just make them work, and then you 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 when they reach a certain, they're almost like a menudo kid. Where like oh you're 18 see a kid good luck
0: well and also you a lot know? of times yeah. the things that makes you cu- things that make you cute as a child don't make you cute as an adult and so yeah that's true or you go through that awkward phase before you kind of grow and and so like these kids are are they get cast is because they look one way and then they don't look that way anymore and and that's a struggle um, yeah you know and I think that I think that was always an issue for. For Corey Feldman I mean he was A cute little kid And then he kept working But he was he, I, yeah. I thought he was Kind of weird looking You know He, he was kind of weird looking <laughs> And and so but, It was It was always Kind of like When we, we talked about Corey Heyman Corey Feldman It was always Kind of like Well there's the cute one And then there's Corey Feldman
1: but I mean it's not I mean it's not even just like I mean yeah he has a unique look but like he is weird like Corey Feldman is an odd dude I mean he just he has his delivery like I'm watching this movie and just the way he acts like I I don't remember watching a lot of movies with Corey Feldman as a kid and you know I did on VHS I watched License to Drive but as an adult I hadn't in a while and so watching this and his performance I'm just like He's so aggressively bad, like he's not a good actor by any means.
2: I think he's when he is around. So like he's he's a he's a major part in Friday, the 13th part Four. like he's the he's the he's the main part of that movie. And he's good. Like uh, he's Tommy Jarvis. He's the original Tommy Jarvis. Uh, He is in um, the Goonies. And he's good in the Goonies, like. But again, like he's just surrounded by different. You know, he's got Sean Astin. He's right. got uh, Josh. Uh, Josh Brolin is in that movie. <laughs> that was for you, Kevin. Um, so like he he's surrounded by people who are good,
1: and, and he's, he's just good kind in, of
2: hidden. He's
0: good right? in Stand by Me, but he's great in Stand but, by Me. I mean, but again, maybe,
2: he's got River Phoenix. Well, and, yeah,
0: maybe what it comes know, down to is he can't carry a movie. You know what I mean? That's I think you're right. That he's an ensemble yeah, player.
1: Yeah, I I think that what you're saying is that he's fine in a supporting role, but it's it's different when you're when you're the lead actor and the cameras on you for 2 hours, you know, trying to carry that movie. I just I don't know, I mean, he definitely didn't pull it off here. And I know this isn't the best uh example of, you know, of what he had to work with, so you can give him a little bit of credit there, but I, you know, I I'm, um,
0: I'm going to have to say that no because Here's here's I I feel like Corey Haim and Corey Feldman screwed up this movie. Yeah, I don't disagree. They're off screen antics because here here's why I say no. This is beyond this movie. They're coming off Lost Boys. They're coming off license to drive. You know, they're pairing them up in a movie is a is a is a big deal they put a lot of money into this movie they put a lot of marketing muscle into this movie they spent a lot of money on this soundtrack like they 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 were getting full on studio support and they made this turd and i really think yep. the problem lies with they were too coked up and heroined up to to turn in real performances and then they had to edit around it that i mean that like I said, I couldn't find much about the production of this movie online, but watching it, that's that's my theory because because they this isn't like a small this is them at their peak, right? The peak of their yeah. of, Oh, absolutely. Their, yeah, 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 for sure. the peak of their commercial appeal and stu- the studio was was doubling down and and using every weapon in its arsenal to make this movie and promote this movie and this is what they got and I really feel Like, it falls, the blame lies with the two of them. Yeah, it's it's hard to not fault them.
1: I... I'd meet you. I'd meet you halfway. I'd meet you halfway. This script is a mess. This is a terrible, terrible plot. A convoluted, messy script. It, 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 they may have not turned in their best performances, but this is a terrible screenplay. Well, I but is it is
2: it a terrible is it a terrible screenplay? Yes. Or is it made terrible because they have to cut and jumble stuff together? Right.
0: Like I like I don't think this is ever an amazing movie, but I think there might there might have been a serviceable version of this movie. You know, and, and, uh, and I just, I'm stunned at how bad this yeah. is. Oh yeah. yeah. And
2: there, uh, like, I am shocked. I guess I'm not shocked. It's 19. What do we say this was? 88, 89?
1: 89,
2: 89, 89. So there is a lot of F bombs and I'm not talking about the good one. Yeah. Like there is a lot of, of, uh, I counted
1: two. Was there more than that? Homosexuals.
0: What's that? I only counted two F-bombs. Were there more than that? When they, when oh, they, they get went to back the and end, forth, when they, yeah, when oh, they get okay. to the end with like the, the punk gang
2: and everybody outside the dance. Yeah. Like it was every other, it was every other word. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, and then there's a, even so in this one, there's a weird Michael Jackson homage. And then there's an even weirder one in part two. And yeah, given, Corey Feldman
1: I, was friends with Michael Jackson, and like worshiped him. Yeah. But
2: didn't he, didn't, Am I wrong? Like, didn't he, like,
0: accuse him? No.
1: He's. No, 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 he no. no. Okay. He
0: says. He, did he defend him? Yes. He's. Uh, and the way, okay. the way. Okay. The way Feldman's always defended Michael Jackson is that he said that he does not discount what anyone else is saying, just that it did not occur to him. Like, none of that happened to him. Okay. And, okay. Okay. And w- having watched that HBO documentary and then heard Corey Feldman stories, it honestly sounds like he was getting groomed. But then for some reason, yeah. Michael Jackson never pulled the trigger
2: and or somebody got him away.
0: Yeah. And so, you know, I it makes me wonder. And because like Macaulay Culkin says the same thing. And but yeah. the story sounds similar, like he was getting groomed and then he he didn't pull the trigger. And, and like so it makes me wonder if. Michael Jackson was like, you know what? These people, these two guys, are too well known, too famous. They're too big. Right. Yeah. They can fight back in a way these other families can't. And so, right? No thanks. But that's just yeah my conjecture. Okay,
2: I I couldn't. I thought I knew that there was a connection between Feldman and Michael Jackson, but I just couldn't remember. Yeah, what that connection was. But yeah, like it's it's so I, I it's so weird. Like, it's just like when they get to the second movie and they're it's Feldman and Haim, but then they don't bring like and there's a girl, but it's not the girl from the first movie. It's a completely different girl. Is it a different character? they're not dating.
1: Is it a different character? It's a different character. Yeah. Also, it's Haim's sister.
0: And this it's so weird because this whole movie revolves around like how much he loves her and then to make a second one and be like, yeah. f her i'm done forget it I don't no,
2: well con- i also kind of, I'm, i kind of feel like maybe the girl was like no thank you
0: that would
1: also so, would not surprise me <laughs> he, so we really haven't talked about this movie yet so we should just talk about what happens real quick
2: yeah okay so uh feldman the entire time is trying to uh not so much make moves but like get uh his wife's consciousness to uh come out so that he and this he and the girl can be together. Now, at the same time, Corey Feldman's character is in love with this real girl. So like, there's this weird, uh, back and forth between the girl. The main girl is dating like this cool guy. Who's also a psychopath. Like there's no other way to describe that guy.
1: That's the William Um, McNamara character. It's, is he Jerry? Yeah,
2: He's a, sure. He's a wackadoo.
1: Joel.
0: Yeah.
2: Joel. Yeah. Joel. Uh so then, ba- and it's basically you know, Cory Feldman trying to court this girl.
0: We get this big dance scene where he's like trying to win her over and and I'm like, but I don't understand because at this point it's Jason Robards. So why is Jason Robards trying to win the heart of this girl on behalf of Corey Feldman? Like there's like there's I, like Again, I... So I don't I don't think that I don't think that he's trying to win her. I think he's
2: doing things that he thinks will get his wife's consciousness to the forefront.
0: But what but why would imitating Michael Jackson moves get his wife's consciousness to the forefront? If anything, because
2: the so he's trying to do two things, right? Like he has to keep this girl close to him. So he has to act like Corey Feldman. But he also knows that he has to somehow. Get his wife's consciousness to the forefront. it's I'm not saying that it's a great idea. This is a script, terrible this idea. is your script
1: right here that you said could have been better with different actors. like I, none of this changes <laughs> with different actors. I, but <laughs> i
0: I still feel like they're make that they're having to make changes on the fly because they don't because the because the two leads. Are screwing yeah. up so bad and because it's like this scene is written as if he's trying to win her heart and it makes no sense that he would be trying to win her heart like I almost feel like there's a, maybe there's a version where Corey Feldman's character is like oh well if you get her to fall in love with me then I'll leave the dream realm and you can you can have your life back or something you know what I mean oh and, I get that and, yeah and, and so like yeah, I, that
2: you, I, that's true
0: and then it's also like this they shoot it in this weird way where I'm like, were they even filming on the same day? Because <laughs> no, like <laughs> you see him dancing and then you see shots of her doing this, like I I'm a I'm a bashful bunny rabbit and <laughs> and uh, um and like giggling and being all you know coochie coo about it, but like they're not together for like rock
2: and rock and
0: roll coochie coo, yeah, like but they're not together mm-hmm. for like the the lion's share of the scene. And it just keeps cutting back to him. And I'm like, normally, dance scenes involve two people dancing. And it's like yeah. <laughs> him dancing and her just standing there being all coy and cutesy. And it's really yeah. weird to where I'm like, I, like, I'm not convinced that they were together until they just get one
1: shot of them on the floor together. And then they're they're done.
2: Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. I so, think that
1: there was a. I think I bet you there was just a slew of footage and getting them to cooperate and what footage would work. And that's why the editing is so messy. They're just trying to piece together anything they can, and it doesn't make it good. But I mean, I don't think they had any other choice.
2: No, I don't think they did either. Like they did what they 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 did what they could do with what they had.
1: Uh, so basically. Uh, she starts to believe him, though. He convinces her enough. They're, yeah. She's starting to like him. And he basically then goes on. He takes her like on the same dates that the old man took the old right, woman right. on. And, like, she, and she
2: orders like the same thing the old woman would order. Things like that.
1: So, so she's so... starting to believe him. because, and, and and then meanwhile, like there's that other scene where he convinces Harry Dean Stan because he knows things that only... I gotta tell you, I didn't mind that's the one
2: scene I didn't mind. Like I've yeah. I, I always find like those kind of scenes where like the buddy has to convince his other his buddy that he's been body swapped. Like I find those fun. And that like those t- I, I, that could be Harry Dean Stanton who made it work. Yeah.
1: I mean he definitely elevates. You know, because
2: he is so he is so good. Um but yeah, so they go and then they start to fall in love with each other, but like she's falling in love with the old man and not cory feldman i don't
1: i never like, she's took not that falling as in love with, an issue like i didn't see t- that
2: but she's not but he's not cory feldman he's the old man like she's starting to fall in, like the girl is starting to fall in love with the old man not they're completely yeah. different personalities
1: yeah but she's also remembering things and he's trying to pull his wife's consciousness out of her though so i think they're trying to at least show that they're accomplishing both things at the same time
2: Oh, okay. You know, I took it as like, I was like, well, this is complicated. Like,
1: <laughs> No, she's not now in love with it. Yeah, no, no, no. When he turns back into like scummy, scummy
2: Corey Feldman, she's like, well, this isn't what I signed up. Maybe that's why she's not in the second movie. She's like, this isn't what I signed up for. I want that creepy old man. But they, So
1: basically they start to fall in love. She's starting to remember things and they're getting along just swell. But meanwhile, her abusive boyfriend, Joel is coming around and clearly not happy with his friend stealing his girl. Uh, her parents what? hate Corey Feldman, uh, like joel hits her and then the mom her mom they, is basically they blame like, she, her yeah she's she's oh what'd you do to irritate joel or whatever like i
2: do like when she's like yeah
1: i did it whatever what,
2: okay, also what, can we talk about okay
1: yes the parents so of cory feldman yes why Yo. have they not talked directly to him what was that? i was thinking of so it's okay so here's the thing with
2: these teen movies right is parents are never parents are always the bad guy Right? Like, parents are always the squares. They're always the... With the, I, I was thinking about this as I was watching it. The only time I remember parents not being, like, stick in the mud is Dazed and Confused. Like, when Mitch walks in from, like, being out all night, the mom was like, all right, this is your one. Like, don't let this happen again, but you get one. And I was like, man, that's weird. Like, usually your the parents are, like, the, you know, the stuck-up ones or the meh, you know... Mm-hmm in this one they're all straight up villains yeah like the the main girl's parents drug her like <laughs> she pours like she breaks open a pill and pours the pill into wine and convinces her boyfriend not her dad mind you the mom's boyfriend to get her to drink this roofied wine and it's just like that's yeah that's illegal you can't do that. Like, that's not okay. But yeah, but like, what
1: was the deal? Explain to me why when Corey Feldman's character Bobby talks to his parents as whichever one it doesn't matter, the parents all say, "Do you know who the, Do you know who Feldman's dad was? No, who's that? He's Mo Green. Man. He's Mo Green
0: from,
2: from The Godfather.
1: Godfather. Really." yeah yeah. but okay why do they all say why do they all tell each other to tell him things when he's standing there i did not understand that i don't know (laughs) an idea
0: think it's supposed to be a joke but it just never lands and and then the the and, and why is there like 30 years difference between the mom and the dad um so i don't think that's his dad it's not or that's not his mom but no, because know. he called because she because they even say, when did he stop calling his mom and dad? Like, that's because oh. and, and, that's a pre SNL. Victoria Jackson is the mom. That's who I thought that and, was. And then and I think that so she couldn't have been more than like 24. I, I wouldn't right? think. And and uh, um, and. The the actor Mo Green, uh, I'm pretty sure he's the director's father because his name is like Alex Rocco or Rocco, oh, and the director's okay, yeah. Yeah, the yeah. director's name it has the same last name. So I'm I'm pretty sure that he probably just was helping his kid out. Is my guess, <laughs> but it's also interesting that like he's, he's like, do you know who I am? I'm Mo Green. Damn it! <laughs> it's also interesting because like like he went on to to do things in Hollywood nothing all that great the only other thing he's directed that i've even really heard of is is a uh, the Christian Slater failed Oscar bait movie Murder in the First um hmm. oh i like that movie but uh i like Christian Slater though but yeah i do too but but uh the the other and he's listed as a writer but the other two writers um like the only one's Daniel Franklin and the only credit he has is dream a little dream and then dream a little dream, Two, which I think is really oh. just he gets a credit for the characters. Like, Uh-oh. I don't think he actually worked on it. And then one episode of Knots Landing <laughs> um, and then the other guy, D.E. Eisenberg, has no other. Film credits, like he and he doesn't even get a credit on Dream a Little Dream too.
1: Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't think it's surprising that these writers went on to do nothing. Um, yeah, and yeah. I don't know where they came from. uh But then, yeah, the only other guy that worked in the screenplay is the director, and you're right, Tom. He is the son of the guy that plays the dad. Gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense. So but yeah, yeah, so I don't know.
2: The, the, the they they Corey Feldman and the girl get together, like it's going to happen. Everything's dory and then there's the the night of the dance where like the boyfriend gets all all pissed off and drunked up and decides they're gonna go to this after party with a gun and he meets up like with the so a big fight ensues uh the ex-boyfriend i guess shows up and is he's gonna shoot all the street punks and I was like, oh, we're going to kill Corey Feldman.
1: I mean, the whole time, like, you've got this crazy best friend or whatever that, you know, is mad about the stealing the girl. But then the real bullies, the bully bullies, not the friend bullies, have been picking on him the whole time. And they've been like trying yeah. to pick fights and he's trying to defend Corey Feldman. Um, but they've been like setting up for this whole like we're going to fight like, you know, when and where type <laughs> thing. And so it's... at the dance, they're like, go meet us under the bridge in the alley or wherever it is. And yeah, I'm you know, going to do it. And, but you know, now he's all ticked off because Corey Feldman's running away with his girl. And so he's like all drunk and out of sorts. And yeah, he brings a gun to their party, a gun. <laughs> quote unquote. And this was beside from the Harry Dean Stanton sit down interaction. Like it was probably the best part of the movie because I thought it was I mean, pretty Feldman, tense. Feldman was on point. I mean, it was a pretty tense scene. Like I did not know yeah. what this guy was going to do. So to their credit, I think this was the only really worthwhile scene in the entire movie where I'm just like, oh my God, who's getting shot?
2: Like, yeah, well, I thought I thought I'm like, well, we're going to kill Feldman like that's he's, well, he's going to he, here's his life how is going to be where he wants it to be. They're going to shoot him you, in the head.
0: Here's how you end this movie. And and and, and I turn to my wife and I'm like, here's what's going to happen. And it isn't what happened. And then I was like, well, I should have known because then it might have been good. But <laughs> they what they should have done was have Feldman get shot. And then Jason Robards basically like leaves his butt bo- like. Be sacrifices himself in order to keep Feldman alive you know what i mean and oh, that like see, so I it see. kills yeah. his yeah, spirit yeah. feldman comes in and then, then that's how he gets to stay alive and that's that's the the lesson of the film you know but I, that but didn't no, happen that did
1: not happen
2: <laughs> no they all just went back and had beers
1: yeah he talks him yeah he talks him down you know the Joel doesn't shoot anybody uh, they all kind of just like brush it off like you know Joel almost these like, kids and they're all just like Whew, that was a close one and they walk away and like <laughs> it's just exactly so right weird. and uh, but yeah Feldman talks him down and then they're, they yeah he's like okay let's all just party and happy endings for all
2: so now he has to go back to the girlfriend's house at this point the girlfriend's bo- the girlfriend's mom's Boyfriend. Boyfriend has who has drugged. Who her. we
0: have not seen until this moment.
1: No, God! Oh, now a sudden, there this he whole is. Thing yeah, with the break in and all. And this. <laughs> for some yeah, reason, so
0: the c- the boyfriend is played by John Ford Coley.
2: Should I know who that is?
0: He was part of the Light Rock duo england dan and john ford coley so they sang songs like <laughs> i'd really love to see you tonight and nights are forever without you and we'll never have to say goodbye again like they had a lot of big hits a lot of big big hits huh. and um and i don't know why he is in this movie <laughs> and she... also the 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 teacher that they that that they yeah. they talked the what the chemistry teacher or whatever yeah is um is mickey thomas from starship hmm. so okay but he sings i thought that dude look familiar he sings but he sings he's on the soundtrack at least he sings dream a little dream he's the <laughs> the rock version oh, of dream a little dream
1: those are so bad yeah. oh those two the, oh, the book ending scenes were yes. something. i'll tell you that <laughs> oh much. my with, god with the yeah. old guy lip-syncing and then yeah. at the end both of them lip-syncing oh jeez
2: i i love a good garbage cover just because they're they're yeah. fun, they're like, like, wow. it's like a bad movie. But man, those are bad. the worst.
1: Bad, bad, bad. So Corey Feldman, he breaks into the house with his fist, and just, he- just busts through the window. I mean, and okay, then,
2: I, that's not the biggest problem.
1: Yeah, but the biggest problem is when he goes to wake up the girl and she won't, and he just rubs his blood all over her face. That and is the, the mom problem. says, "What did you do to her? <laughs> yeah. Like, what? What did you her, do yeah, her, to her? <laughs> yeah, her
2: face is covered in blood. And then he's like, "No, I've missed my opportunity to wake her up. She's asleep. And then it cuts to them every to everybody awake.
1: Well, the old guy wakes up,
2: and then the old guy wakes up, and he's in his body, and then his his wife is there but he's like super standoffish and she's dancing to like a quote unquote pop song. Yeah. And he's like, why, why would you pick this song? And she's like, I don't know. I just like it. So I guess we're saying that like, uh, parts of the of the girl got left behind or like maybe it just made him younger
1: and again and i everybody learned something you know everybody yes she's she's now a little hipper and younger and fun he's not going to care about his work so much he's got the cory feldman in him where he's going to just you know romance her like he did with their it's it's yeah
2: yeah and <laughs> then of course they they're sitting outside enjoying a a spot of tea and here comes Corey feldman and the girl and they're together and he's like, you know, the old man says, cut on through. And he's like, no, nah, I'm good. Yeah, he's all like, I'm not going gonna... to
0: weird because it's like he's like, you should cut through my yard. We are good now. No, I can't. And he's like, nah, I, 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 I can't do that. And then it's like, no, 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 really? No, I can't. <laughs> But
2: really, no, I can't. I'm like, <laughs> maybe at an, maybe at another time.
1: He's so good. He's just so good now that he won't even <laughs> think about cutting through a yard, even if he's offered. It's just not polite. He is the most upstanding. You know, not that Corey Feldman actually went through any of this. All he was doing was sitting in the guy's dream world. Right. But for some reason well, now, and we glossed he's over good.
0: the we glossed <laughs> over the fact that as this is resolving in the dream world, Corey Feldman the the Corey Feldman character in the dream world is like. Oh yeah! Everything I've told you about how this works is complete bullshit. <laughs> Lies. Like I all I you made just, it all up. None of this matters. Everything that we've that we've been doing for the last two hours, not one thing I've told you is true.
1: Like you could have done whatever you wanted to do, and, and it would have been fine. Like that's yeah. where I think there yeah. was a rewrite or the production issue, where I think that they were going to actually have some conflict resolution. Clearly, it didn't get done. Whether for monetary or for scheduling purposes and getting this to all work but like at the end it's just like yeah uh, forget about it i was lying which yeah, i right. i can't imagine that was what they chose even for this movie i can't imagine that they were just was the like we, we
2: gotta we gotta end this right now yeah yeah <laughs> gotta, I, gotta, I can't do anything for you because so again that's and, be, and then but think it, about yeah. this
1: real quick before we end like the mom had drugged the girl. So the parents know about it, but then she's all like, what did you do to her? And there's blood all over. And the boyfriend's just like, all right, have a good night, have a nice night, buddy. And like sends him out the front door. Like if you thought that he came in and attacked the daughter, like they're like together now, like there were no consequences. There was no explanation. They didn't hold him for the police. Like it's such a weird resolution that, they're just like, oh yeah, you broke into our window and got blood all over our daughter. That's it's past your bedtime. Goodbye, young man. No worries. Like it makes no sense. They're just like no. together and happy in the next scene. Yeah,
2: and then it ends with uh, Jason Robards and Corey Feldman uh, dancing together. Yeah, in Ugh. the it's... credits. But yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty bad. There is like Kevin and I both. Started the sequel, and then uh, I got about twenty minutes in. I was like, "Ah, nope, no." I I'm, you you got me on the first one. I'm not doing this
1: again. <laughs> I'm convinced the second movie is improved. Like the the second movie is them. They have an apartment together. A real quick, just little overview. of What happens? There's no mention of the girlfriend, which this entire first nope. movie is about. He yep. and uh, Feldman and Hame live in an apartment with Hames' sister, Hames' character's Rachel. sister. And now they're just doing their own thing. Um, okay, Hame works. I'm sorry, Feldman works at a sunglasses store. Yes, Hame works at a condom store called Condomania. <laughs> Is that a thing, Tom? Has there ever been a condom store? Not that I'm aware of. I no. mean, I'm talking about like in New York City, like a building, not a little hut or inside. of, yeah. You know, I mean, like the, he works at Condomania, the Walmart of condom stores. Yes. No. Never heard yes. of such a thing. Yeah. And then,
2: and then your main, the guy from the first movie, dies. The old man dies and sends them a uh, a box with two sets of like Ray Ban sunglasses. And when two people wear the sunglasses, they can feel what the other person is feeling.
0: So it's the Corsican brothers, kind
1: of. So, yeah, that's as far. I got
2: to the Michael Jackson homage in that one. I said, I'm done. Was Jason Robards even in it, or do they just no. say,
0: oh, no, old no, no no. guy? Okay, I was mentioned. curious if they got is, him for two minutes. You know? No, no. <laughs> no. He,
1: has, he has died. And, Joe, I don't know if you got this far, but we learned that Jason Robards' character was doing sex experiments.
2: No, I did not get that far.
1: <laughs> Jason, <laughs> Jason Robards' character, part of his research was how physical intimacy is the most connection of people. And this girl that's trying to get the sunglasses from them that like holds them at gunpoint later on in the movie. She talks about her research with him and their sex experiments.
2: Oh, you made it way further than I did. I got to Mm -hmm. the Michael Jackson scene and I said, I'm done. Yeah, Thank you very
1: much. The movie is just, like, long scenes of the, of what clear what looks like improv of just random banter, and then it's little vignettes of, like, Corey Feldman's like, hey, I'm going to do a Michael Jackson dance, and then he does it. Like, it just cuts to the most, like, if you thought this movie was bad and, <laughs> like, incohesive, oh, buddy, the second one is yeah. a nightmare. So
0: here's my question before we wrap up. Are there people that like this movie? Like, are... like i know that yes. like we're not the target demo oh there are and, and so yes. like are like the teenage girls from this era where they like this movie totally got me in the feels
1: yep wow people love this movie so i'm going to right now and i want to first of all i want to personally apologize to people that love this movie because one of them is in our league of show shares yeah
2: oh no who is it it's, Aaron uh, it's Marlo, Aaron Marlo, it? Yeah. Oh, so
1: I mean like no offense to you if you like this movie, you know, we're not just like, I mean, we, we don't see it. You like a deep fried taco. You got to at least own that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, so, you know, no offense. We're not trashing on you or your tastes. It's not for us. But um, then if you go to Amazon, I looked up the reviews and the ratings because I'm like, okay, is dream a little dream a movie that people have fondness for? Like I get like, you know, some people enjoying it, but On Amazon, it has 410 reviews, and the average star rating is four and a half stars.
2: What is happening? Wow. Four
1: and a half out of 410. And the people that review it, okay. An 80s masterpiece. I'll just read the first ones that come up. I'm not going to like hunt for them because um, there's a one star that says plot made no sense. I won't read that. That's the outlier. Right. <laughs> so five five stars, an 80s masterpiece. I think this is the best of the Corys. This movie was ahead of its time. I watched it when it was on VHS at Blockbuster and still watch it. Um, Shelley was Corey Hames girlfriend at the time. There's a huge Michael Jackson influence, like no duh. Um, Uh, Jason Robards is brilliant. Joel goes on to play them in the movie copycat. Okay. Like they're just giving trivia Um, (laughs) back, back to the plot. It is left to interpretation. If you study dreams, it makes a lot of sense. (laughs) It is a classic and one of my all time favorites. Like, I mean, people, there are people that love this movie. And just one more, five stars, one of my favorites. Way better than Freaky Friday and the other movies of this type. Absolutely cool storyline. Corey Feldman and Jason Robards do a superb job in this movie. Great soundtrack. Sad that all the great songs in the movie do not appear on the soundtrack. I don't tend to watch movies over and over, even when I like them. I have now seen this about five times since it came out in 89. That is saying a lot for me. Like
0: wow I, and, I, and, I i give up and freaky friday was great so <laughs> that's freaky oh, Friday. Yeah.
2: both i gotta tell you both versions are great
0: yeah that that Lindsay lohan oh. version was a lot of fun
2: she's and she's another she's another one yeah that uh got chewed up by the system and and spit out yes
1: yeah can i ask can i ask you guys real quick yeah is this the worst movie we've ever reviewed it might be like I, I uh, it's it's close. I think this is the worst movie on a technical and a critical level. I cannot remember another movie. We watch bad movies. Yeah. But, like I don't think I've ever seen one this bad. Like honestly this might yeah, this be pretty bad. One
0: of the worst films I've ever seen in my life. Like I and just in terms of how poorly assembled it is like it is really bad. These are not amateurs. These are. Professionals that have made movies that have studio backing, that have, they get all the tools they need, they have finance, and then they, this is what came out the other end. It is pretty atrociously bad, yeah.
1: And this is coming from a guy that I, I watched Velociraptor and I thoroughly enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, that's about a pastor that turns into a velociraptor. And that movie was a lot of fun, so. Yeah. I... I yeah, I like a good bad movie. This is not a good bad movie. This is
0: just a bad no. movie. Heartbeats was a good bad movie. Megaforce, yes. good bad. Staying Alive, good. This is just a bad movie. This is, <laughs> this
2: is a bad movie. There's the, no. There's no. This deserves a zero percent.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so awesome. uh, I guess that's it for this one. <laughs> Let's go around the table and everyone can say where to find them.
2: This is Joe. You can follow me on the Twitter at Joy Butts B U
0: T T S twenty one.
1: This is Kevin. Follow me on Twitter at Kevin R Bracket.
0: And this is Tom. Follow me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. You can find the show online and uh, tell us how much we're wrong about not liking this movie, if you want. While you're there, like the page, join the group, and of course, check out our Patreon at Patreon.com slash RealSpoilers. No idea what we're doing next week. Uh, maybe another 0% project. Who knows? We will have to uh, figure that out and let you know, but... Uh, that, uh, that That's, that, I don't know, that's what we're doing, or what we're not doing. We don't know. So anyway, <laughs> that's it for this one. Thanks for tuning in, and until next time, Jack puts Horton in his will.